What's going on, Defenders? Welcome to episode 163 of the most LAFC podcast in the solar system. We are coming to you live Wednesday evening from beautiful Burbank, California at world-famous Philomonster Studios. If you don't know me by now... What are you doing? My name is Christian Philly Philemon, the self-proclaimed beast from the East and the self-professed toast of the East Coast. Joining me to my right, my usual partner in pod and my partner in life, the tyrant of threads, La Bufanda, J.R. Liebert, the scarf, whatever voice I've got left. We're going to give it all on episode 163 here But before you think we are just the dynamic duo, no, 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 my friends, tonight we are a terrific trio comprised of one of the three members of the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast and one of our good friends, one of the coolest people we know in the North End, the D9U gringo himself, Jonathan Reimer, everybody. Hey, hey, boys, what a pleasure it is to be here with you, joining these two defenders, the beautiful Casa de Philly here. My pleasure to be joining you, gentlemen, humbled and honored, Messieurs Scarf and Philly, and of course, to all the millions and millions of like defenders there. out there, my pleasure to be joining you all once again for an all-star recap. That's just it. This has become a tradition 2019, two years ago, because as everybody knows, this thing was supposed to happen last year at the bank, and it didn't happen at all. Two years ago, Philly, myself, and Jonathan here had such a wonderful time recording the All-Star Game episode that we said, you know what? It's just it's going to be a thing. That's it. It's a thing. And here we are. It's a thing. Yeah. It was so much fun, man. We just had a couple of drinks. We It, it happened organically. Couple. And tonight, we had it planned. So hopefully we give you a couple, yeah. yeah. And hopefully we give you another action-packed, booze-infused episode of Defenders of the Bank with the trio. Yeah. I've got a couple quick shout-outs to make first, if you don't mind. Uh, first, to Frank. Who's Frank? Not even on my, my podcast co-hosts know who Frank is. When I was asked to pick up tacos on the way here, <laughs> I, I didn't have time to stop at. I, look, you didn't. You didn't look, ask. You you demanded that you picked up tacos. In fact, you asked us what we what wanted. Are you, you were talking about. You weren't asked to Jonathan pick up said pick up tacos. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, Jonathan oh. said pick up tacos. Well, clearly we are all in synchrony together. I, I picked up tacos, and look for all of you that are listening right now that are about to be disgusted by where I picked up tacos. Jack in the box. I'm with you. I'm with you. I still Every laugh at the name of that place. Every single roadside taco stand that I pass by, I want to stop at and order four, which is probably why I'm the size that I am. But that being said, stopped at Jack in the Box. What's where we decided I got? I tried the Cluck chicken sandwich. Philly, you had a chicken fajita pita, and I believe was it a, a double cheeseburger for you, my friend? Oh yes, and there it you was go. Quite delicious. Scarf the hero coming through. So, so we had the sandwiches, but we also ordered the you know two tacos for ninety nine cents. We ordered far more than two. And look, if any of you guys have ever had a beverage or two in Los Angeles and thought, you know what, I could really go for some terrible tacos right now, you, you go to Jack in the Box. But I want to give a shout out to Frank. Frank was the young kid who was operating the drive through window. And these guys don't even know this story. Apparently, their credit card machine was down. So they could not accept credit card payment. And I said to Frank, well, I I don't have all the cash that you would need to uh, fulfill the total on this order. And Frank said, well, you know what? Just give me what you got. And we're good. Don't worry. A dollar so ninety seven. No, no, no. I had look. It came to like twenty seven dollars. I had like twenty two dollars. So I gave him the twenty two dollars. That being said, I called corporate. There's a number on the receipt to call and leave a message for for corporate. And I called and left a message. I sang Frank's praises. So just want to give a shout out to Frank for like five or six dollars of free Jack in the Box food. Dude, here's to Frank. 
to Frank. That's unless Frank loses his job because he gave out far more food than he, you paid for. I was making sure. I asked him. I said, does this come out of your guys' paychecks? Like, how does this all work? And Frank's response is, I have no idea. All right. So I guess we're going to have to find out Saturday night after the Carson match. Oh, God. We're going to have to go back to see, hey, is Frank there? Oh, no. He was terminated oh. in an odd way on Wednesday evening or Thursday morning. What a weird way that I started out the All-Star Game episode, by the way. <laughs> I mean, historic things that happen. You walked away with $27 worth of tacos for 22 that's historic. But what was also historic, yeah, I don't know. Okay. But what's also historic is the fact that we had the MA we had the MLS All-Star game. I was gonna say MASL, clearly my mind you is on indoor did. soccer. But man, how cool were the past two days? We had the skills competition at the bank yesterday on Tuesday. Scarf, you and I went to that awesome welcome, welcome presentation on Monday. That was really cool. And then we got to go enjoy the game, the actual game between MLS and Liga Amekis All-Stars, and we have a fun thing to talk about. It was an amazing 72 hours of MLS here in Los Angeles. Yeah, look, it's the first All-Star game I've ever gone to. I've never been to an All-Star game. We They haven't had... Lies, league. Little League. I mean, I've played in a couple of those. All right, sure. so, so you just I, lied. I've also you played... Told, you, 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 you fibbed to the millions. Oh, and millions. millions. Thank really, you. Really? Really? Are, are we really doing that? I've also played it's in a couple a softball league All-Star games, too. So, sure, I've lied several Slow times. Slow pitch or fast pitch? Uh, both, actually. I've played in both leagues. So there you there you there. All right. No uh, further questions, Your Honor. There you go. So, Jonathan, had you ever been to an All-Star game of any kind before? Uh, yes, I have been to a couple Major League Baseball All-Star oh, games. No kidding. Man. How are we just finding out about this now? We've been hanging out with you for years. So jealous. I remember there was one in Anaheim a few years back I went to and one in San Diego. That Anaheim, they still have a team? Out in uh, they do, yes. Uh, okay. They claim to be from Los Angeles, but like many things <laughs> south of Los Angeles that make those claims, yeah. they are not. <laughs> not, it. not it. And and so you went to the one in San Diego. That was a was that that was at Petco, yeah. That was think, recently. Yeah. I think this was pre Petco. Ooh, ja- was that Jack oh, Murphy Stadium? I think that was at the Murph. Oh my God, Jack Murphy Stadium. That's oh wow. Awesome. I mean, I Panda and I did a color run when they did the All Star Game weekend in San Diego a couple of years ago. Why didn't you go to the game? You were there because the tickets were astronomically expensive. Now, not as bad as these, my friend. No, 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 no not rough. as bad as yours. I didn't have any problems. Look, I, I want to say this publicly, too. I definitely bought tickets in Field Club the first day that they went on sale. And I want to give... Listen, Nina definitely said... There's a reason you were sitting on Don Garber's lap today. I mean, I pretty much was. That was kind of fun. Uh, thank you, by the way. Shout out to the Soccer Don. We know you listen to the podcast. You're a big fan. Thank you we so much for your support. We now know you listen to the podcast. So uh, I, I had no intentions of spending the amount of money that I did. And luckily, my ticket rep uh, was able to refund a little bit of it because when they went on sale to the general public, they were extremely cheaper than what I paid for them. So... Very happy to have, have not spent nearly as, as much money. I will say, whoever decided that cotton candy grapes and yellow watermelon should be part of the food selection, that was an incredible choice. Thank you to whoever it was at Legends that thought that was what to do. Cotton candy Have you never grapes? heard of cotton candy grapes? Well, I mean, I, I no. There's apparently okay. so many pastries I don't know about. I didn't know what no, a no, choco no. taco it's was. It's not a pastry. It's a grape. Well, it's, whatever. Sweet. It's a, it's a grape. How do you not know what a choco taco is? I know, man, right? I, I grew up eating cannolis, not choco tacos. <laughs> okay, time out. That's not a bad response to why you don't know what a choco taco is but if you're in los angeles my friend and you don't know what choco tacos are 
they're they're kind of a fabric of the the ice cream in Los Angeles. All right, so again, I'm the uh, I'm the non Angelino in the room True. and in this pod fam. So okay, I, I at least can hang on to that. Absolutely. But now well, I know what a choco taco is. It, it, I know it so one, nicely. Yes. I had two. Yeah. Oh, you had a second one. I mean, all I had to do was scan a QR code, and I got a free one. I figured, what the hell? That's true. It's not terrible. So It's only terrible when you wash it down with that Coke Zero. Oh, okay. So I can't can't drink Coke Zero. I'm allergic to aspartame. Fun facts with uh, the scarf here. I am. I'm real. I'm, my mom and I are both allergic. I got that from my mama. Mama's scarf. Sorry, you're allergic to ask what? Aspartame. Okay, I just wanted it's to make a sure. Sugar substitute and a lot of diet sodas. No, that's what I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I just... Thanks. <laughs> so uh, one of my buddies goes, "Dude, you can't rub that aspartame cream on you." I go, "No, that's different. That's what they put in." The... Never mind. It doesn't matter. So falling well, off the rails well, with a minute. I'm sorry, eight minutes into the. Nah, moment. we're good. We're doing all right. We had we went to what Beats, Battlestar Galactica, and Bears or whatever it was. Beats, cleats, and eats, and treats, and I got the Beats, the right? cleats, <laughs> and the eats. <laughs> Spaceballs! <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. We went to that both days. Uh, look, I want to give a shout out. I don't even remember his name. The DJ that was there tonight, or the actually he played guitar. He sang. This guy was incredible. Someone wow. please tonight. Yeah, no, someone please look him up. He was playing to the dozens and dozens of fans that were like filing out there might have been 15 people there not too many people were either leaving the stadium or fighting outside well and and all you see is grammy nominated and this guy is playing to like 18 people so i want to give a shout out to him reminds me of my old band days it was a little weird having a dj fresco playing at the bank but it wasn't dj fresco right i felt like i was in wayne's basement but (laughs) (laughs) i I guess yeah no uh by the way shout out to eddie dj fresco we love you so much man yeah yeah. uh there this was such a fun weekend though like you said guys we there were so many things you stand corrected week we haven't even gotten to the weekend that's it's true. It's All-Star Week. Uh, Philly very casually mentioned the Monday kickoff event that we got to go to. And I don't want to dwell on it for too long, but I will say, and I've said this over and over again, it is the farthest I have ever felt that I have outkicked my coverage in my lifetime. It was really cool being there with Jaime Camille as the host and being able to meet the soccer Don and Liga Emeki's commissioner. He was super nice. And everybody else was there. Current Price, who is just one of the coolest guys ever and loves this club through and through. Uh, he's a, a council person for the city of Los Angeles. And, and everybody else we got to meet, man. We uh, Eric Garcetti, yeah. Carlos Bocanegra, the owner of Minnesota United, the owner of Leon. Yeah, that, uh, the, the owner of Austin FC, who I went up to and I said, hey, you know our buddy Al, Al Rate. And he was like, oh, yeah. I go, no, 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 we're going to try this again. You weren't nearly as excited as you needed to be. So <laughs> I was actually scolding the owner of, or one of the owners of Austin. It wasn't pre-court. It was somebody else. But either way, Al Rate, I, I just wanted you to know, I, I put in several good words for you, and you may be having a reduction in pay at some point. Oh, God, you're going to get somebody Sorry. else. Uh, and Never mind. We're not going to throw that evil onto anybody. <laughs> I was really, I was really happy that we finally got to meet Jacob Memrani because, well, since I moved here, <laughs> since I moved here, he's the only face I see on billboards, and it's funny because when we met him, you mentioned that hey, you grew up here, and you feel like you saw his face on a billboard about eight All million the times. Time. My exact rebuttal with that was. Yes, I've been here five years, but I still feel like I've seen his face on billboards the same number of times that Scarf did. But shout out to Jacob Eberani. We know that you follow us. We know that you're a fan of the pod. Can't wait to have you on the pod. Perhaps a sponsorship with Jacob Eberani. You got to get on shoulder to shoulder. You got to get Jacob to tell his story. You guys are so good at, at weaving those tales and having people tell their stories 
at Bank of California Stadium or even about Los Angeles, whatever it might be. You got to get Jacob and Ronnie. We met his brother. Was it John or it's also started with a J? Mr. Emrani? Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Emrani as Evil well. Evil Jacob Emrani? Um, but no, it was really funny. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, we're, we're looking out in the crowd, right? And we're like, okay, I recognize him, recognize him. I don't know who those people are, but they're owners of clubs. And we sat there and we looked because he had a mask on too, right? And then he took his mask off to talk. And we're like, oh my God, that's Jacob Emrani. That was, it was kind of a local celebrity thing. That was kind of cool. I mean, you see the guy everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By all means, at LAFC S2S, Mr. Emrani, if you ever want to come there on you the show. Go. Shameless plug. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, we were hoping that you'd make some shameless plugs. Absolutely. You Look, have that's, the ability to make I, many shameless I feel plugs. like that's all we've done for the first like 10 minutes of this episode. I, I do also just want to give a quick shout out to Greg Siff. You are incredibly talented. And Oh my it, God. Look, why, why don't you tell everybody who Greg Siff is? Because we did take photos of some painted golden balls. Yeah. No, I literally painted golden look, balls. You got to tell the millions. Gregory's and millions. Greg, what, who Gregory Siff Gregory is. Siff can paint some balls. Let me tell you. Here's the thing. Gregory Siff is an artist and he is... You actually, Philly and I geeked out because we knew of him as the artist who painted Pete Alonzo's bats for the home run derby. That was so cool being able to meet him. And he goes, oh, yeah, I painted these balls that were right up here on the the conference stand. And and by the way, Annie, uh, we we thank you for buying those those little stand pieces that Greg Siff painted as well. But Gregory Sip, he paints uh, baseball cards for Topps' Project 70. He's an incredible artist and, and just one of the coolest people we've ever met. And, and it was it was a real honor to meet Gregory Sip. We didn't even know he was there or that he was doing those things. But an incredible artist and, and just loved every minute of it. And you know what? It was really cool because his balls were gifted to the two commissioners. So anytime you $20, can say... $20,000 a piece. He yeah. had $20,000 balls. Anytime you can gift commissioners your balls it's a really cool day it's a really cool day when you get to take a picture in front of somebody's golden balls too i think we've exhausted the uh the pun and the joke here fair enough all right so what we did today wait wait waiting i still want to talk about the the second really cool part about monday what? Go ahead. All right, so we went out to to get something to drink. Me, Panda, Scarf, oh, and Nina. Oh, this We were hungry and thirsty, and we figured, let's go somewhere close. Hey, La Chuperia, we've never been there. We roll in, and who do we see? Sujin, Valeria, and our buddies, the Cooligans. Yep, and, and our new buddy, Michael Magic. Yes, who does another amazing podcast, Goalkeeper Pod, if I'm not. Goalkeeper Stop? Well, he does a pod with Saskia Weber. That's right. One of the, the owners uh, of the, One of the owners of and a 99er, by the way. Yes, a 99er. So, yeah, we rolled in there, and we're like, we're like, Cooligans, and they're like, Defenders. I mean, we've chatted with them. We're friends with those guys. It was so cool hanging out. We had a bunch of good food. We ripped a couple of shots of, uh, well, you don't need to know what it was. Sabe. But- Sabe was the name. Oh, no, we loved it. We want to definitely give them some props. S-A-B-E. Sabe Tequila. It was and- good. It was real and good. props to the bartender where I was like, hey, I'd like to get a round for my friend. She looks at me and she goes, it's actually cheaper if you buy the bottle. So we had bottle service at our table because I bought the bottle. You're oh, welcome. yeah, that's right. You did. No wonder I hated my Tuesday. You're welcome, Bougie. sir. <laughs> oh, hey. Speaking of Tuesday, yes. one other thing that I have to mention. I am sweating profusely right now because I am sitting indoors at World Famous Phil Monster Studios. John ends making him nervous. He beautiful- just didn't no, want that's not it. I am wearing this jacket. For you, Julie Ehrman. Yeah, this was good. I am wearing this jacket for you. This was a... Look, I, I wasn't planning on being insulted by one of the primary owners and founders of Angel City FC, but she did anyway. It was really funny. Okay. I thought you weren't going to plan on sweating in my room. So, well, I'm, I'm doing that right now. So here's the deal. Brad over at Fanatics, LAFC HQ, was talking with Julie Ehrman and Carrie 
about scarves. And I was in HQ and Brad was nice enough to be like, hey, I got the person you need to talk to about scarves. Let me let me grab JR. And I hear from the back of the thing, JR, are you still in the store? I said, yeah, what's, what's up, Brad? I come over. And so Julie and Carrie want to talk about scarves. So we're talking about scarves. We go around to the front side of the scarf wall and we're standing next to this row of jackets and it's the all-star, it's the lighter jacket. It's it's like dark gray and gold-ish. And, and Julie picks up the jacket oh. and she goes, you know, I'm not gonna lie, this is a pretty ugly jacket. Like, why would anybody buy this jacket? <laughs> Little did Julie know, like five minutes earlier, I had just bought the jacket and it was in my bag. And I said, Well, actually, Julie, I, I, I just bought that one. And she goes, No, shut up. Come on, no, you didn't. And then I went and put it on. She goes, I, I really like your jacket. It's a really pretty jacket on you. Thank you so much for buying that jacket. <laughs> and so she props, reminded you about that this evening. Props too. to Julie. Yep. When I, as we were leaving uh, the stadium today and parking, she was walking across and I said hi to Julie. She goes, Hey, where's your ugly jacket? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, that's twice that I've, I've been insulted by Julie Ehrman. But no, it's all out of love. I think we've done enough talking about like shout outs and all kinds of other stuff. What do you guys think? Should yeah, we... I think we should get into the skills competition. Let's do the skills competition. First of all, human ski ball was one of the coolest things oh, well, I've ever seen in my life. You know, I having not seen too many skills competitions before, the chance to take this in live, I thought it was so much better than last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, sans milk crates and all. I just thought uh, the whole thing was uh, a fantastic display and it looked so much fun. I wish they would set that up so we could go out and have a hack at it. Well, I was shocked that today out at Christmas Tree Lane, they didn't bring those things out so that we could enjoy them on Christmas Tree Lane. How cool would it have been to kick the balls into that giant ski ball thing? That was awesome. I, I mean, it's not like that thing's going to get a whole lot of mileage. It's it clearly not. a one-and-done piece. So leave it here. Let us play with it. That should be a Christmas tree lane. You know, a little piece of memorabilia. Hey, you know, we had an all-star game here once now. Kick a ball on this little ski ball. Right? That thing looks so cool. That was by far the oh, coolest Okay, thing. so if each of us in this room okay. were to participate in any one of these yeah. skills challenges, you're telling me the one that you feel that you would enjoy the most and possibly do the best at is the ski ball? Not what I said. I okay, said well, let's, play, let's, ask, like, let's play that game. Uh, well, look, I'll say this. Forget Phil. not what you would do well. No, no, no. Which one you would enjoy doing. I, I will say this. Because of my experience at Toyota Arena in Ontario, where I got to go out there on the, is it still called a pitch? Turf. 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 Okay. I got to go out there on the turf, and who happened to be there that day? <laughs> but Eddie Segura and Edward Atuesta. That was fun. Yeah, they were and, at the MSL And I final. will say this. The only reason why I stepped in between the... It's not called the pipes, is it? What is it called? No, I call them in between the pipes. Okay. In between the pipes. The only reason why I stepped in between the pipes is because the pipes themselves are the like pipes, six feet tall and like eight feet wide. They are not the size of a regulation goal in Major League Soccer. Oh, I thought you were just quoting John Denver there for a second. <laughs> so I got he's full of it. I got to stand in between the pipes as Edward Atsuesta and Eddie Segura fired but not really fired shots at the scarf. And, oh, and they look, fired shots I, no, at I will the say this. The one that Eddie Segura and the one that Edward Atuesta unleashed, had I put my arm in the way, my arm would still be somehow attached to the glass out there in Ontario. But that being said, I had such a good time. When I was in cold, they didn't score on me. That's and true. my hand hurt for six days afterwards. But I would love 
to do my best Matt Turner impression out there and see if I could stop any shots. All right. Well, okay. So you would try to be a shot stopper. I would try the keeper okay. challenge. No problem. No problem. Jonathan, what competition would you want to participate in? Well, I feel as far as keeper challenge and crossbar challenge go, like ball and a field, we yeah. can go do that right now. Yeah. So I'm going to rule the two of those out because those are highly probable that if we were getting up off our lazy tuggases, we could actually do this in yeah, real life. Right? For sure. So it, it would have to be either of the passing, the shooting target, or skee ball. Uh, and I, gosh, I gotta go ski ball. I mean, you. any of those would be really fun to do. I highly doubt I would be very effective at the shooting drill. Those <laughs> targets looked a bit wee for me to try and nail one of those. And but uh, ski ball, I mean, come on, who doesn't love ski ball? Look, let me ask you the one question though: From what distance did those targets look a little bit wee? See, I would, I would move in to the to the kids' tees right on the golf course. Like you get me up to those tees, then I'm taking my shots. I still can't hit the moving one for anything, but I will say. I did hit a couple of the targets today out at Christmas Tree Lane. I made at least two out of three once. I don't understand what it is about you and and these events and competitions on Christmas Tree Lane. I've never in my life seen a person get so lucky. He'll he'll have the magic combination to win an autograph this. He'll have the other magic combination to get another scarf. And then when it comes to like the Velcro, like bullseye game, the guy the guy kick a soccer ball, boom, right dead smack in the middle of the bullseye. There's and if, a, if the, you ask him to do it at any other time, no. But the minute it's that Christmas tree lane and there's a raffle at the end of the <laughs> rainbow, this dude hits bullseyes and targets like you wouldn't believe. There's a very simple answer to this question. It's called karma, Billy. <laughs> uh, JR has earned it. You and I, however. Oh, why? Oh, why haven't wow. I earned the right to have something free? The only I got a $10 gift card to Home Depot. The guy who hasn't been able Hold to on. fix the light bulb That can help you rent room. the ladder. That can help you rent the ladder. But, the, but that still doesn't help me bring that's, the ladder here. That's the soccer gods telling you fix the damn light yeah, bulb. Yeah, fine. It's not a matter of the money aspect. I can rent and buy a ladder. It's I need like a 20-foot ladder. Where am I going to store it? How am I going to bring it home? You what am I going to do with it after own I use a it? gun, let alone many guns, which would necessitate an entire rack. I mean, you and I have been talking about this for a while. But hey, at the very least, we have Jonathan over here who can see with his own eyes what we normally deal with because I'm... He I says, don't know, maybe too lazy to look, get a ladder. It, it, it is no joke uh, to all the millions. And millions. We, we literally had to drag a lamp from the living room <laughs> into Philomonster Studios just so I'm that sorry, we can have world light. famous. World famous, barely lit Philomonster Studios. It's Defenders After Dark. Uh, the uh, fact that this situation has gone on for close to 500 days now. Oh my God, it really pre-pandemic, is. Pre-pandemic, actually. I mean, it's... the distance between Canadian home games is smaller. <laughs> you could Probably walked to Canada in shorter time. Oh my God! So it, astounding. Y- you're Absolutely. not you're not wrong, my friend. And Philly, you're not wrong in that. I, I want to be clear to all of the listeners out there that were like, "Wait, Scarf can play soccer?" No, no, he cannot. Oh. I am a born and raised baseball player, swimmer, water polo player, volleyball player, who also loves basketball and pretty much any other sport that I can get my hands on. Hands on. I can't play soccer. I'm awful. So when I play, I get in keeper because I can do the least amount of damage. Not the most help, but the least amount of damage playing at keeper. I played two very, very poor seasons of AYSO when I was six and seven. Was not very good. Was not very good. Now, I also didn't have great defense in front of me. I was keeper back then. Oh, yeah, sure. But, Put the blame on But others. I will say this. I played 40 regular season games over the course of two seasons, and I can still tell you that I only won three of those games. So... 
I'm not great at soccer, so it has been interesting how the soccer gods have fared with me in target practice games. So that being said, skills competition, Philly, which one are you doing? Which one am I doing? Oof. I, I think, I mean, I really do like the target one. I think that would be kind of fun. The moving target thing just seems like it'd be a really cool thing to do. Yeah. I mean, ski ball obviously is the obvious one, but would you do the, hold on, would you do the ski ball with the one touch or just, you just have the ball and you get to launch? Oh, it? no, no, no. That ball would have to be resting at my feet. Fair enough. I mean, at that point, I mean, ski ball would probably be the more fun, but the one I feel like I would do the best in would be the halftime chugging contest. I mean, I, I wouldn't do well in any of them. I honestly. didn't see that on the list. But clearly, because I mean, hey, it was at halftime that people were doing in the locker room. And we'll have to ask Philly to post this video again because I didn't, first of all, I didn't know that we were having a chugging contest, okay? I didn't know we were having a chugging contest. But that being said, even if I knew, Philly wiped the floor with me and the one time we chugged something out of a shoe. So so that was fun. I, I don't know what to do with that. It, it sounds like a gauntlet being thrown down because I, I will take you any day. Whoa, look at that. We so got a gringo I'm and a Philly. I'm 41 years old. I have yet to lose a competition when it comes to drinking a car bomb. Oh, uh, let's go right now. Oh pause the show. Oh, my God. What just happened? Are <laughs> we... Okay, so, I mean, look, this show may or may not pause for a minute after this, but I'm just going to pretend like it didn't because this is going to be a thing. But that being said, I do have something to bring up with you guys. You know what I thought of when we were watching the skills challenge? Do you guys remember? And I think it was like 1990 and 1991. The Dominoes. He wasn't even born then. The Domino's Pizza Quarterback Challenge. Oh, not the noise. When they would roll out Dan Marino, Randall Cunningham, Steve Young, Steve DeBerg. Like there were all these quarterbacks. Dave Craig, I remember, was one of them. Wow. Joe Montana, like all these guys. Is that the robotic trash can and they had to throw so, into? Yeah, they, they would have all, they would have the target competition. I remember they had the longest pass competition where they built like a runway and you had to keep it in between, but they did it in like Orlando, Florida, where there was like gale force winds the day they did it. So the <laughs> balls were blowing all over the place. But I remember Randall Cunningham threw a ball like 72 yards and I... I looked on a thing and I was like, I get winded running 72 yards. He just threw a ball. That was really cool. That If anybody out there that's listening to this podcast, we are now 25 minutes in and have yet to talk about the All-Star Game. No, we but have. If, but if anybody Kinda. out there remembers the Domino's Pizza Quarterback Challenge, that was one of the coolest things. It reminded me of that. These All these little fun games. And that's exactly what they did. They had to hit targets. They had to throw balls through all kinds of certain things. It was It was a fun time. That was really the high water mark for NFL, Pro Bowl, All Star, yeah. whatever skills yeah, challenge. For sure. Because the Pro Bowl has been completely forgettable ever since. It's I mean I don't remember the last time I even watched a Pro Bowl. How do you play look, all due respect to the NFL fans that are out there listening to this. We are well, Philly and I are NFL fans. Jonathan not so much. He prefers the rounder to the oblong. Hated it. There you go. But that being said, all I have to say is your all star game, which occurs not even at the end of the season, right? It's like in between now the the last game of playoffs before the Super Bowl and then in the Super Bowl. So now it's at a weird time. So the, the players that are playing in the Super Bowl don't even play. So yes. unfortunately, Ooh, very man. rarely do it does the Pro Bowl get graced with the greatest living Americans presence, Tom Brady. Yep, he made it into the episode. Well, so at least I'm glad he made it within the first 30 minutes. And he made it in the, the confines of a regular conversation. But that being said... How are you going to ask NFL players to just start playing football for funsies, right? Like, don't tackle too hard. Just enjoy Hawaii. 
if they made it a flag football game, it'd be way more fun. If they changed the rules and did something else so that we all get to ha- have a good time watching it, sure. But there's only so much that I want to see the seventh string all-star quarterback. Like I think one year, Jameis Winston was a Pro Bowl quarterback, and he like led the league in interceptions or something like that. Like uh, it's just it's no fun to watch the Pro Bowl. The combine gets more views than the Pro combine Bowl. Combine is awesome. So why Combine's don't they just fun. do the same combine skills? Yeah. Instead of a Pro Bowl, right? That could be fun. Absolutely. Uh, anything else on the skills challenge? By the way, it was entertaining. The MLS lost. It was close. We expected Nani to come through on that crossbar competition. Sadly, he did not. Liga Emekis took day one. It was a little weird that the score was tied, but they won, and there was this whole race to twenty-five, and yeah. yet we got to twenty-five first. Yeah. And uh, the and the extra point that Liga Mekis got that never factored into the actual scoring. This it was a whole thing. Look, it, they got to tweak the scoring format a little bit for sure. But I think everything else, all in all, skills competition that was so much fun. I mean, what uh, do we pay? Like thirty, forty bucks for the ticket? It was pleasant way to spend. Totally a Tuesday. worth it. Totally, totally worth, worth it. it. I mean, there weren't that many people in there, so clearly there were a lot of people that were against going to the skills competition. And for what reason? Well, it was it's, on a Tuesday at 6 o'clock, man. People work. No, I know. I get that part. But for those that didn't work and had like 30, 40 bucks, I mean, if you got to see it on TV, that was one thing. It was certainly a lot of fun getting to walk around the bank. Regardless of where you bought your ticket, you could have sat anywhere. You literally could have sat anywhere. So if you wanted to putz around and explore, you never had a drink at Figueroa, you could have done that. It was well worth the cost of admission just to walk around the stadium, bump into some old friends, sit in a section you never really sat in before, minus Field Club and Founders, of course, but and Sunset. But man, it was, what a real cool day to spend a Tuesday. You don't have to say, this is the first time I have ever walked the concourse right, to we talked the about south that. end of the stadium yeah. since our first season. I haven't been there in years, and yeah. yet I go Does to the Does red stadium. terrify you that much? Oh. Aww. Shout out, Red. I'm not sure if you listen to the pod, but if you do, I know we'll get a DM about this. Oh, South End Falcons. <laughs> Come on. That's true. We will get a DM about it. No, no, I just, I'm, I'm how so cool busy. Was that? So let me ask you. So, Jonathan, you have been a 3252 North End member from minute one. What was it like walking around the stadium for the first time in, what, four years, right? We had talked about this. What, what were some of the things you liked? What were some of the things you didn't realize you missed? What was that like? I think the highlight would be Trejos Tacos, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a relatively new thing. I, I had Trejos Tacos for the first time, and they were good. Uh, there was, you know, I mean, for stadium food, sure. for great tacos. Uh, you know, Danny Trejo, thank you for listening. Uh, would love to get you on the show sometime. Hit me up. There you um, go. But uh, it, that was cool. I mean, I think it was just interesting, albeit weird, to see so many jerseys at the bank, and yet... Virtually no drama. I mean, maybe <laughs> right. up until yeah. today, a little bit later right. in the match, but I mean, throughout the entirety of the, the skills month. competition, I saw nothing. Sure. I mean, it was it was every single team in MLS, every single team in Liga MX, yeah. and a slew of European and other odd kits floating around as well, too, and everybody was having a good time, yeah. everybody was just having fun, and, and it was just weird to see 50, 60 different teams' jerseys as you're walking around the bank. That's yep. just not something I'm used to. Yeah, we saw Phoenix Rising jerseys a out there. A few times, actually. That was, there were some cool ones, and I, I have to say, to all of the Liga MX fans that listen to this podcast... I I actually fell in love with one of the jerseys today. And again, I don't know about the team. I'm just telling you that I like their kit. Santos, Santos Laguna. I really liked the green striped kit. I I did not know that that was your kit before today. And I saw a lot of Santos have very good representation. I, Nina's family is from Morelia. So I was looking for some Monarcas jerseys, but I only saw one or two out there. Didn't see very many Morelia. But then again, they haven't been very good in Liga Mekis for a while. 
But to see all the Santos Laguna jerseys, that was kind of neat. I didn't know that kit before tonight. And obviously, we saw all the Liga Emekis clubs represented there. We saw uh, so many cool kits today. It was it's it was weird. Look, I'll say it. I, I didn't I didn't particularly enjoy seeing all the Carson gear going through the stadium. But you know what? It was one of those days where you just kind of you got to grin and bear it because you know what? This is an MLS event. And they're allegedly still an MLS team, so we, we got to just roll with that one. And, you know, we, we made do. Philly. You. We all went to an all-star game today. Yeah, man. We went to an all-star game, and it was an all-star game that did not disappoint. It was action-packed. Far more people came into Bank of California Stadium for this one than they did against the skills competition. Yeah. And then, even prior to the match, the festivities that occurred, you know, wheeling out the, the oh. drummers, and then you had the, the cellists and the violinists and those incredible Star Wars-esque looking instruments. Like, you figure the girl who's playing the cello, I I mean, she could have turned that into some kind of Darth Maul lightsaber. Like, it was an epic-looking thing. So, really cool piece of artwork, but, man, that was cool. The festivities were cool. The, the national anthems for both Mexico and the U.S. was cool. The helicopters. Yeah. The hell, the military helicopters riding just above the pitch at Bank of like California Stadium. I mean, literally just above the pitch. I may have pooted myself a little bit, not knowing what the heck was going on. Panna caught a little PTSD, obviously, being in the Army. She uh, had seen Yeesh. helicopters at that level, but she was slu- she was frightened. They were so close, you could actually see the people inside it giving a thumbs up. Yeah. Dude, Tina can play the cello. I have seen her with Sabaton before. Yeah. She's a yeah. huge metalhead. You could go out there and you could Google her version of Swedish Pagans, which is sick. Uh, that girl can play. Uh, I got a buddy who's a phenomenal cellist as well, too. That is a, an amazingly difficult instrument to play, and she rocked it. And if I remember correctly, because he was on the 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 jumbo screen, I, I didn't know who that was speaking, but that was Hans Zimmer, and that was Hans Zimmer's orchestra, I think is what they were saying. So too, cool. Right? Well, yeah, because he, he wrote the, I mean, the jingle I, for he wrote MLS. The, the jingle? That's what we're called? The jingle? Come see MLS today. Come see MLS today. That's a jingle, my friend. He All right, you know what I'm anthem. saying. He Thank wrote you. The anthem. Jingle anthem. They're mildly synonymous with each other. Oh my goodness, that's pretty funny. It's still something that it's still going to be a tune that gets stuck in your head, but right, <laughs> stuck in your synonymous. head. Synonymous. Ah. So, uh, by the way, Julie, I got to take this jacket off. It's way too hot. I can't. Yeah, he's sweating. I'm, I'm he's dying. sweating profusely in front of me, and it's making me uncomfortable. Uh, oh. She will be proud that you are rocking an Angel City FC shirt underneath that's there. That's right. Uh, which oddly enough looks exactly the same as the one you wore yesterday. Hey, like, speaking <laughs> of news. Kristen Press? Kristen I mean, oh, oh baby. CP23, let's go. Look, Kristen Press and Freya Kumbe as the as the coach. If you guys, by the way, come on, you've heard us talk about this all the time here on this podcast, but please go check out Angel City Chicks. There, there are significant others do a wonderful podcast on Angel City, and now they actually have stuff to talk about. I mean, this is going to be so cool. From L.A., now playing for L.A., Kristen Press, number 23, it's going to be so cool to be able to support this women's team at Bank California State. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And I mean, I, being that she was the fans' number one pick, I mean, hats off to Lindsay at this point. She she led the NWSL to LA movement. We got an NWSL team. She led the signed Kristen Press movement. We signed Kristen Press. Can we get her on like COVID protocol or reuniting Nars Barkley or something? Like, <laughs> Nars Barkley? If she can reunite Nars Barkley, I'll be Barkley. All, all good with that. But also, how about, how about reunite Oasis first? Oh, that, that would make Philly's world if that were to happen. But 
Also, shout out to everybody in the front office of Angel City for making that happen. Really, especially for Julie really cool. for making fun of Scarf. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, All Star Game. I I like the little, by the way, the little uh, Dipsy Doo Dunkaroo, the little Switcheroo that MLS did on the starting lineup today. Oh yeah. MLS releases the starting lineup. No Diego Rossi. MLS announces the starting lineup at the game. They're going through the whole list and everything. And who's in the starting lineup? Diego, Diego Rossi. Rossi. That was pretty flipping cool. I was I was shocked that Bob was starting six six, six Sounders, but no LAFC players. Even though we had three still playing in the game and one doing commentary. I believe uh, maybe it was it's because he wanted to win. I oh, oh Jonathan. No, he's not. He's not oh. wrong. However, as we progress through this, you will hear a lot of LAFC players named on the attack. That's right. Why don't we get into the starting lineups then? Let's do it. Philly, who started for MLS? Ah, Pedro Gaiesi, the keeper. Peru! Exactly. Peruvian keeper from Oklahoma City. Orlando City. Jesus, why am I thinking of Oklahoma when I'm thinking of Orlando? Walker Zimmerman. We're going to talk about something that Walker did at the end of the game, which is really cool. Our first of six. Sounders, Yamar Gomez. Then we had the second, uh, New Who. Then we had Alex Roldan, our third. Lucas Zellerayan from the defending champion Columbus crew. Joao Paulo, another Seattle Sounder. He's Christian really Roldan, uh, another Seattle Sounder. Ra- Raul Rui Diaz, uh, another Seattle Sounder. Gustavo Bo, New England Revolution. Hey, somebody that's not a Seattle hey. Sounder. And the man who scored the first goal against the Sounders. Diego Rossi. I think it just goes to show you that if Bob had all the best LAFC players to pick from, he would pick Sounders. Oh, oh no. Oh. I, I, again, wow. He's Johnson. got Schmetzer envy. He's throwing shots right now. Shout out to Yeah, the guy yeah. Though. I mean, he literally is. Yeah, You're right. It, you know, I, I got to say, I think that Bob was playing it smart because as He's saving Philly, the LAFC players. As Philly mentioned, we're going to hear a lot about LAFC players being involved in some of the scoring totals as we get through this. But let's get through the starting lineup for Liga MX East. Not my favorite player in Liga MX East. In fact, not going to make many lists of favorite players if you're an LAFC fan. Memo Ochoa. Yeah, he's an all-time legend in terms of L3 and Liga MX East, but he wins the Razzie Award for Worst Acting of the Year 2020. That was pretty terrible. We had Doria Cesar Montez, Kevin Alvarez, Jorge Sanchez, Pedro Aquino, Diego Valdez, Fernando Gorrián, Nicolas Ibanez, Jonathan Rodriguez, and Angel Menya. For, I believe on Helmenia of Leon, if I remember correctly, right? Or is he still with Leon, or is he with somebody else? I remember being able to watch him play for Leon. Uh, that was that was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he's still with Leon. I just wanted to make sure. So that was the starting lineup, and and Philly, uh, we wasted no time seeing one of our boys in black and gold. Almost, almost, I tell you, make an impact. We are just eight. Minutes into the match, Philly, and MLS should have been up one nothing if not for the play of Jorge Sanchez. Oh, without a doubt. Raul Ruiz Diaz, you don't want to call it a pass. It was more like a deflection, which oh, yeah. landed uh, in the front of Diego Rossi, who had a couple of nice moves with his feet. Chips it above Memo Ochoa, and it's going. It's going. It could go all the... Oh, no. 
No. Jorge Sanchez making a hell of a save. Oh, yeah. At that point, Memo Ochoa was like, dude, I got to buy you a beer. You just saved my behind. It, that, that was going in. It was... It was such a great def- bit of defensive prowess. I mean, Jorge Sanchez should get some type of recognition because he prevented Diego Rossi from scoring a goal and prevented Bank of California Stadium from going into a frenzy. And I think it spoke to the fact that he was willing to lay out yeah. for that clearance yeah. that this meant something to the players, right? If they just viewed this as an exhibition game, he's not throwing himself to try and clear that ball off yeah. the line. These guys clearly brought some pride with them. Uh, and as much as you know, we don't like most of these Liga MX teams and their players, that was an amazing clearance. Dynamite. Uh, you know, it's. I think this game, at the end of it all, and we'll talk about this a little bit later towards the end, this game was exactly what everybody wanted it to be. I'm talking everybody from the front offices of the clubs, Don Garber, commissioner of Liga MX, it, the fans, we all got a huge treat today. It, it, was, it was a perfect showcase and it got just chippy enough, and it got just competitive enough. To, uh, both on the field and, and in the and, stands. And in the stands, right? <laughs> and, and on the streets, too. You know what, though? I think the one thing we can all agree upon is just a couple minutes later, after the incredible defensive play by Liga Emekis, there was an incredible offensive chant in the stands, and I was so glad that as soon as that chant happened, the referees stopped the match and you guys know the offensive chant that we are talking about that happens on opposing teams' goal kicks. It happened right away, the first goal kick that we had with Pedro Gaese. And and I love that it was Major League Soccer, Liga Emekis, the referees all coming together. They made the announcement on the loudspeaker that if it happens again, they're going to pull the players off. The game could be a forfeit. There is no place for that chant in our game and and look, if you don't if you don't like what I'm saying, this is scarf. Hi, uh, if you don't like what I'm saying, at me, please. I would love to hear you somehow somehow go ahead and rationalize, go ahead and argue for keeping that chance some way in our game. Because I, I got to tell you, if you can, you'd be the first person to speak rationally about that whole chant that I've ever heard. And I don't think you can. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's extremely offensive. And I don't care. It's not part of any culture. It's not part of any way that anybody ever grew up or anything that should ever be at a soccer match, at a football match, at any game that anybody attends. That chant is ridiculous. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. It was a disgusting thing to see. And if you are one of those people that still disgustingly clings to that as something you feel defines your culture, I encourage you, come on out to the tailgate, Christmas Tree Lane versus Carson this weekend, where... Pride Republic and D9U are going to be having a joint tailgate. Yep. Let me sit you down with some of the leaders of Pride Republic and go ahead and try and explain to them exactly how you feel about this chant and allow them to retort with the horrific things that that community has had to endure and how it's high time we put these things aside and we don't have to deal with this ever again. I, I was kind of surprised we didn't see a warning at the beginning of the match, to be honest. I was really hoping that it was not going to happen. Oh, we did, bro. We did. And they did put disclaimers on there talking about, like, you know, please refrain from offensive chants. They did put it on the Jumbotron. And, well, and, you couldn't hear anything that was happening right. in the stadium anyway, so right. I doubt that did any good. And, and look, Well, I, at that point, there was only 100 people in the I, stadium. I do want to say, though, this wasn't the entirety 
of the opposing fan base, right? But it was a vocal minority. And that vocal minority needs to keep becoming less and less vocal. We need to keep working to get this out of the game. But that being said, I would have also liked to have gotten the 20th minute out of the game as Jonathan Rodriguez, from that man, by the way, who made the save on the back line. Giving it to Jorge us on the other end of the Sanchez. field. Yeah, he, he took away and then he giveth to Liga Emekis. Jonathan Rodriguez, as Alex Roldan was put on skates, he misjudged the header and then a beautiful touch to bring it back inside. He drags it underneath Yamar Gomez Andrade just to the left of Pedro Gallese. I was so bummed because I love watching Pedro Gallese play. I have a soft spot for the Peruvians in MLS. Again, Raul Ruiz Diaz and Pedro Gallese got to see what both of them play today. But it was a beautiful play by Jonathan Rodriguez, set up by an incredible pass. I didn't actually catch who made the pass. No, really. Do you have- I mean, it was, it was Jorge Sanchez who made the pass. Jonathan Rodriguez oh, that's right. smacks it in, yeah. drawing no, first blood. Right. The reigning MVP of Liga Mekis, punching it into the back of the net, drawing that first blood. And not only did Roldan get put on skates, it was one of those, which way did he go, George? Which way did he go moments? Like, he was totally way off on that one. Well, Philly, you and I are both familiar with uh, a soccer pitch that converts to ice. And <laughs> I, I kind of thought for a second there, perhaps the bank had converted to ice as he went <laughs> slipping into the north end. But oh, yeah. I have to think this moment moment might have been fortuitous for us on the MLS side because a Cruz Azul player scored to put them in front, <laughs> which guaranteed the Azulero was going to happen. Right. And that, that was the harbinger right. of the eventual MLS victory. And, Spoilers. And by the way, if you had the word harbinger on your defendos, 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 defendos. Uh, <laughs> on your defenders, that was I was ready to say the word bingo. A little Which way bit too did he early. go, George? Which way did he go? I so, feel if you guys ever end up releasing your own pair of men's underwears, defendos is got to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, Defender really goes defenders. commando, so you know that works out yeah, well. Yeah, for sure, nobody. sure. Just let out all my secrets. So I mean, you? come on, you, that's cat's been out of the bag. Yeah, like, but it's not like anything I display. It's not like I have a T-shirt that says Philly No Undies three sixteen on it. Gross. Yeah. So, yeah, no, look, if you had Harbinger on your Defenders bingo card was the joke <laughs> I was trying to make Defendos. two minutes ago. You can go ahead and mark that off. Speaking of fortuitous, by the way, complete side note, it is 12.03 a.m. Thursday, and the Dodgers and the Padres they're just still, ended the 14th inning. They're still playing. They're, oh, in the, God. they're now going to be in the top of the 15th. If any of you are at this game, not that you can hear us speak right now because this isn't going live on any airwaves, props to you i would never leave a baseball game early i would absolutely still be no i would never leave a baseball game early and the fact that this is still going on on the 15th and it's i believe the offensive struggle is 1-1 last we checked oh yes right oh yes good lord it's like an lafc match so uh, well those fans are about ready to have breakfast and they could pull (laughs) themselves up a box of general mills defendos defendos i like it I was always, I think I was always a Kellogg's kid, though. There you go. So, a 30th minute, by the way. I always thought you were a cornflake. Speaking of harbingers of good things to come, in the 30th minute, in comes Jesus David Murillo for oh, LAFC, yeah. replacing Yamar Gomez Andrade. The problem. Uh, I thought, yeah, the, right? That's our nickname for Yamar Gomez Andrade. He is the problem, although it's becoming more new who is the problem for us. But that being said, Joao Paulo, man, what a problem he is. Joao Paulo is incredible. Cade Cowell comes into the match too. You <laughs> tell me ahead. he doesn't look like Zach Morris with a mullet. He he looks he like... rolled onto the pitch and all I could hear is that YouTube video. Zach Morris is trash. But Zach he... Morris is a blonde Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Morris is the son I never had. <laughs> 
I, I do have to say, there's no 17-year-old I've ever seen that looks anything like Cade Cowell. Check his Cade birth Cowell. certificate. Look, here's what I will it's say. Like Cade Almonte. Cowell looks like he took Captain America's super soldier serum when I see him playing out there <laughs> on the pitch. That kid is a Greek god out there. It is so much fun to watch him. And he's only 17. Dear God. When that kid is like 2021 20, running around on some English Premier League pitch, it's going to be a lot of fun that we got to say we saw him play four years earlier at the MLS All-Star Game. I mean, we and, still we still get a twinkle in our eye when we talk about the fact that we saw Alfonso Davies oh as close God, up as we absolutely. did. Oh, my God, absolutely. And he is yoked right now, too, for Bayern, whatever they're putting in the water over there. Bayern Munich, my goodness. So uh, the other name I want to mention is Rodolfo Pisado. He got probably one of the largest ovations of any player coming in, obviously, of Liga Emeki's fame for quite a while. And so he comes in on that same substitution as well. Uh, so uh, what I love about this game, by the way, is that it's unlimited substitutions. We got to see everybody because that's what an exhibition like this should be. It was so cool to see everybody. In fact, I got to look it up and I'll do that while you guys talk about how cool it was that the loudest cheers, though, most consistently in the match, Philly, Jonathan, who were the loudest cheers for for the entire match? Who, who got the loudest cheers over and over and over again? Diego Rossi. Not somebody from LAFC. But he did. He got loud cheers. He got loud cheers. I have never heard or seen anything like the ball boy in the south end. Oh, that's right. The southeast corner. Whoever this ball boy was has at least tripled his followers on whatever social media he's got going on. Every time this kid touched the ball and books it. Over to the other side. The entire southeast corner is losing their minds. It was so cool. I think he did about a half marathon. We need to get a bumper sticker <laughs> for that kid's car. Um, he was hoofing it back and forth. And look, the effort was appreciated by the fans, both Liga Emekis and MLS. Great. I hope it came through on the broadcast. To me, every time it happened, my heart grew two more sizes. I loved watching this kid. I mean, it was, look, I loved it. Sorry. I, I had completely forgotten about that until you mentioned it. <laughs> I'm sitting here racking my brain going, who got bigger cheers? You had, right? you completely had me on that one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely I mean, right. right. I mean, normally I'm loud. I, I thought you were playing a prank on no, me. No, no, no. I thought no. it was Diego Rossi. No. He is the guy who did get a cheer he, for him. He did, got, he, got, he, did got, he did get extremely loud cheers. Which is why what, that Diego Rossi chant actually kind of led to opening everything up. Yeah, absolutely. what was that? The, the, absolutely. I wrote it down. Was it the the twenty fifth minute or so or something? It happened. It was, and it kind of came out of the blue. It was great. It was you heard the murmurs of it, and then by by round two, I'm screaming it over where I was sitting over in Field Club. We had all the different LAFC fans were cheering the Diego Rossi chant. And I'll say this: that chant needs to come back in the eleventh minute. Because, man, do I miss that chant happening all the time when Diego Rossi was out there on the pitch. Uh, real MVPs in the stands today. Shouts to Chicoline, who decided to just get up on the rails and be the capo stands that were taken from us. Yeah. You know, shouts to the people like Cassie and, and everybody else that was up there drumming until they got blisters. Yeah, Julio, I think, was drumming too tonight. Absolutely. A 40, 42nd, 43rd minute. I have that in my notes. 42nd. 43rd minute. We have a couple of plays that we want to talk about before then real quick. Gustavo Bo missing on an awful first touch. 38th minute. Andre Blake with an incredible diving play to get that ball minute, away coach. from Jimenez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, a little bit strong of a touch on Diego Rossi. And that, after the fans were so disappointed, Diego Rossi gets another strong touch and can't put it in the back of the net. 
That's when the 3252 woke up. That's when they awoke the sleeping giant that is the best supporter section in North America. It was absolutely incredible because like a phoenix rising from the ashes of their taken capo stands, uh. they, they didn't have any drums in the first half. Uh, and Jonathan, I'm going to need you to tell us a story after we talk about halftime for a minute here, if you don't mind. But that being said, in the 40th, it was the 43rd minute that they started the Diego Rossi chant and did not look back after that. They closed half strong, unlike Liga Emekis, or excuse me, unlike MLS, clo- not closing the half strong, but... Oh my goodness. A quick question. We'll, we'll talk about everything going into halftime, except we need to talk about one more moment before we end the first half of play. First minute of stoppage time. I believe it was Jorge Sanchez again, almost takes the life of one Amanda Panda Philemon. <laughs> Billy, would you mind? Yeah, no, I, I don't mind at all. So it was a first time that Amanda and I were front row. North End, hanging out with Black Army. We're right next to Joseph Zacker, another member of the LASC pod fam and a founding member of the 3252. And by the way, congrats to you, Joseph, and to all the crew at Heart of LAFC. Tomorrow, their 200th episode. 200 episodes. You think, you know, you could get yourself a mic and start a podcast and, and it's easy? Yeah, yeah, sure. But try to make it 200 episodes. We have not done that. We haven't done that. And we've been together for a while. We're at 163 at this point. They've managed to 200. That's super cool. Shout out to Joseph and the crew over at Heart of LAFC. I believe that Jerry is going to be making a call. Oh, that's oh, the awesome. the podfather himself. Uh, Jonathan, quick question. Number of episodes for Shoulder to Shoulder. Do you guys know what you're at right now? Uh, we are currently on 98. Eight Dude, recording you're, you're tomorrow. You're getting near a, a pretty big milestone there too. We are we are close to the century mark. I like uh, it. You know, certainly not the first to have made it there, but it being an interview based show, booking interviews, a very <laughs> challenging thing to do in Los Angeles. Um, so we're gonna, you know, look, we're gonna mix it up a little once we get to the other side of a hundred. We have some new ideas as to how to continue to bring content in those weeks when we do not have interviews. So looking forward to debut all of that to you in the cool. next couple of weeks. I awesome. know we have the owner of a football club that's gonna be joining us tomorrow hey. for tomorrow's episode. So that should be pretty fun. Uh somebody you might recognize originally from the stands, maybe more notably from the LAFC fans world of things. Uh, but we have a pretty fun guest who is a new owner owner of a football club that will be joining us tomorrow. I, I think he he you might know him for his his dancing. A yeah, yeah, bit he's as got well. some moves. He's got uh, some moves. Ah, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I really by the way looking forward to hearing that story cuz he is a a fascinating individual so but moreover i mean to, to Joseph and Jerry and everybody at Heart of LAFC right. you know punk everybody over there um I mean to be able to hit the brace of centuries. That's Yeesh. that's impressive. It's not easy. Uh, it's um, you know, I mean, and everything that they have had to do with, uh, you know, Jerry stepping away from the show and yep. the content they've created since Joseph has taken over has been fantastic. So I mean, hats off to them. Uh, to put a word on it, Joe, amazing. <laughs> uh, wow. So, so Philly. Uh, yeah, so Panda, Panda almost, almost got her, her head life. taken off. We Again, we were sitting so close. There was a shot that got fired. Panda's paws got on some of that leather. But if it wasn't for KC, if it wasn't for KC from Black Army, Panda's head might have gotten taken straight off. It was a rocket of a shot. Panda, I don't, I don't want to say she froze, but I mean... 
Wow, let's Did put it this way. Did you put your hands in front of Panda to make sure she was okay? Well, I was behind Panda. So was Panda. You were hiding behind Panda. No, I was being a gentleman and letting her be in, stand in front of me so she could get a better view. Just letting her take the hit. Well, wow. No, I, I was being a gentleman. Wow. Let us let us just kindly remember that Panda is, of course, a combat veteran and yes. can handle her own out there. Yes, clearly. Yeah. And Philly cannot. All right, so... Hey, I resent that. We go into the half, down one nothing. you guys. Halftime... Halftime was fun. Halftime was cool. You know, they they played some music. Everybody danced. I took a couple pictures with the soccer don right behind me. It was it was a good time. I liked halftime. A little dance party going on there. Second half, it's a full line change. In fact, I think I think Jesus David Mario might have been the only player to stay out there for the eleven for MLS. I mean, literally. Smart move by Bob. Oh, Bob, see, Bob knew what he was doing. Bob knew what he was doing. Atuesta comes into the match, Edward Atuesta, for the first time. I mean, we've been talking about Edward Atuesta needing to be an all-star for quite some time, and it was so cool to finally see him get out there on the pitch. Atuesta would play the remainder of the match, including, unfortunately, the during PKs. But That's Atuesta, so nice. you know what? He, he finally got his due as an all-star. Let's talk, though, about 52nd minute, getting the corner. Can you, Max Bredos has just made fun of me on Instagram, by the way, and I don't appreciate that, but I love you, Max. Uh, the Getting the corner off some incredible defending by a Liga MX. And I'm not going to lie, you guys. If you could write the script, knowing that there'd be no Carlos Vela, knowing that Diego Rossi had come out at halftime, we had two players left for LAFC. We had LAFC taking the corner, Edward Atuesta, and what a beautiful corner it was. Beautiful corner. And Philly, you've heard me on the podcast. Jonathan, you listen to our podcast. Repeatedly. How? Oh, thank you. How often am I yelling to move Jesus David Murillo up into the box on these corner kicks and set pieces so that we can play the aerial game for once. We saw how good Yamar Gomez Andrade was. We saw how good Walker Zimmerman was with this aerial game. That's how we were winning a lot of these defensive battles. And to finally see Jesus David Murillo come into the box and perfect service by Edward Atuesta. It was a dream goal for LAFC. The LAFC player, Atuesta, getting the assist and Muri with his first all-star goal in his first all-star game. And just like that, we're knotted up at one. What I loved about the timing of that goal was the fact that it was the Liga Meki supporters that started chanting, Uno, Zero. And just like that, a mere few minutes later, Atuesto, beautiful placed corner kick. Jesus David Marino with Mario with these amazing hops. He floated through the air with the greatest of these. Header. Wow. They didn't have a shot in hell of blocking that. One-to-one LAFC player assisting another LAFC player. One-to-one, and the bank is a-rockin'. The bank was rocking. The 3252 was finally getting their voice under them. There were drums. Where did you guys... Okay, I totally... I don't mean to cut you off, Jonathan, but I need you to talk about something else for just a minute. Where did the drums come from? Because all of a sudden, after halftime, drums. The drums were there at the beginning of the game. However, once we realized there was no capo stands, and due to some ticketing mishaps, a number of Liga Emekis fans had been able to acquire tickets within the North End. Okay. So it was not 
just 3252 in the north end. Right. And there were no capo stands. So a decision was made right before game time when we realized we could not get the capo stands in and installed in time to go ahead and just sit back and enjoy the game. Uh, which we were able to stomach for about 40, about 42 minutes. Yep. And and it was not fun. Uh, I was talking to all the people around me and we were looking around like, <laughs> this is so bizarre. As like a bunch of crack quiet. addicts just like looking around, twitching, squirming, <laughs> like, come on. It's just, it's not in our nature. It's not in our nature. Um, there's a trapo that Dean I knew often hangs up that says, uh, El silencio no es mi idioma. Um, silence isn't what we do, folks. Right. Um, and to sit there and be quiet was just weird. It was awkward. <laughs> it was weird for all of us that know what the North End it, is. It was a junior high dance, and finally someone with that Diego Rossi chant had, you know, the, the chutzpah, had the cojones, had the bright, shiny, golden ones to be able to get their voice out there, start singing for Rossi, and that got the rest of us going, yep. which got the Liga Mekis fans going back yep. and forth, right? which really started creating an atmosphere and yep. vibe, and of course, it was the first singing of Somos del Barrio Angelino. Absolutely. That summoned that corner from Atuesta to Murray, and boom, there you go. Uh, 3252, changing uh, the tide in the game. For Booyah sure. I, I didn't mean to interrupt what you were talking about before. I actually don't remember what you were talking about before. But by the way, while I was talking, both of you got extremely excited uh, because I believe there's been a development in the 15th. Uh, yes, breaking news at 12.18 a.m. Thursday, August the 26th, the Los Angeles Dodgers are now up on the San Diego Padres in the top of the 15, 15th inning with a score of 2-1. to one. There you Three go. 3-1. to 3-1. Oh, refresh. Oh. Come on now. Oh. Back-to-back singles. Look sorry, sorry. I was looking three minutes ago, not two minutes ago. Wow, live in the now, dude. <laughs> so, 61st minute. Moody comes out, gets a huge hand. And what I loved more than anything else is not that, I mean, the hug that Bob gave him and, and our coaching staff and everything was great, but to see all of the, the all-stars, because we were, I was relatively close and I got to watch all these guys. What cologne does the soccer don wear, by I, the way? I, I couldn't tell. It was, I, I just smelled those danger dogs, the bacon wrapped hot dogs like the entire time. I love those so much. Is that what we're smelling in the room right now? I, that's not it. So... <laughs> The the cool part was how happy Moody was to have all these players give him, you know, they were giving him the daps and the high fives and the hugs and the great job. And, and dude, when when Nani stood up and gave him the little double tap high five, he was like, hey, that was, that was Nani. That was cool. You know, Murray's typically one of those players that has this game face on. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, when he's on the pitch, it's, you know, he's mean mugging everybody. Yeah. To see him have a genuine heartfelt smile on his face was warm. Warm oh, me. He was so happy. It was so cool. Yeah. Look, there's there's not a whole lot that happens of note, I don't think, nah. in the second half. I mean, I, we, we avoided a bomb scare I, at the 67. We did. That's about it. Dude, Miles Robinson is super good. Dude, James out. Sands owes him a beer, by the way, because well, he messed that And you don't up. have to tell L3 how good Miles Robinson is either. That guy came to play. I do want to mention, and, and I just... I want some confirmation. I like how you called them L Tree, though. That's yeah. I mean, well, no, kind but of. I'm, I'm saying L Tree knows how good Miles Robinson is because he played great against them, and a lot of these guys are on L Tree, and a lot of these fans. Yeah, yeah. Speaking are, of that, uh, I believe this makes Mexico's third loss of the <laughs> summer, right? There you go. Uh, so shouts to LAFC Bleak. We'll call them L Three. L Three. I get it because L stands <laughs> oh, man, for loss. That's now, clever. I was a little farther away from the north end at this time, so I will just ask for confirmation from the two of you. In the 73rd minute, I thought I heard the faint rumblings of some cheer about Carson. Was that 
did I hear? Was there? Oh, you heard it. You it was loud I and sure. clear. I just I wasn't sure. It was something about we'll see you on Saturday, or maybe there was something lost in translation. Yeah, they were, it was like you know a, a typical way that you know we greet the other team. Obviously, okay. we utilize the name Galaxy and perhaps a word that rhymes with luck. Okay, a good I, I think luck. we just wanted Let's... to make sure that they felt a warm welcome. Got yeah. it. Got it. I just I just wanted to make sure my favorite part. Yeah, it's good. Like Galaxy, right? right? Right. My favorite part of it while you guys are chanting that I don't know if you noticed. They put Sebastian Legette up on the score, yeah. on the scoreboard. We get like a yellow card or Le, something. Le, Le, no, Legette, they, they, because they may or may not have heard the term galaxy or other terms, they put Legette up on the But it was funny thought. because anytime there was any anti-galaxy chance, it was either Araujo or, or Legette that screwed something yeah, up. Yeah, but you know what? That being said, I just I just wanted some confirmation. That was all. Yeah, yes. there were some nice pleasantries exchanged. That's, uh, yeah. you just know, wanted to, just uh, between, wanted to make sure. Uh, you know, those players and, and some of the fans in the North End. They were just checking on his mother, make sure she was doing all right. Yes, you know? and, and the word used was luck. Luck. Got it, no, it, was, luck. it rhymed with luck. Good luck. There you go. Uh, Eddie Otsuesta. 81st minute, getting himself a yellow card, getting into the books there. And and look, it 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 did get a little chippy towards the end. There was jump for LA Football Club that happened in the 87th minute. That was minute. fun. And, and by My the way... My knee doesn't think so, but it still was fun. During, during jump for LA Football Club, I just want to let everybody know, if you have an, an Apple Watch with the fitness app, Amanda, the panda, did close all her rings. I was very proud of jump her. Jump for LA Football Club. So there you go. It is a workout. It, yeah, right? Uh, what I want to say is real quick, in stoppage time, first minute of stoppage time, while the North End was cheering something, I think it was, it might have even been Somo Sabario Hanalino again, or whatever you guys were ending the night with, it was right after the, what's the what's the, the one where we turn the cell phone lights on the hoo-ha? The chant? call arms. to arms. Call to arms, thank you. It was right after that one, you guys were still chanting, but over on the opposite side, there was a goal kick, and I could have swore, could have swore, heard that chant again. And yet, none of the referees said anything. The game wasn't stopped, but it was still clear as day. We heard the chant. I would have loved for them to have just pulled everybody off the pitch one more time, even though there was like 30 seconds left in stoppage time, just to send the message home. But I'm off my soapbox. And I will tell you that I was one of the several thousand people in the stands that thought, all right, whistle blows. It's 1-1. It's an all-star game. Time to go to the parking lot, everybody. Did you, Jonathan, have any idea there were PKs? I was packing my things and getting ready. There you to go. go. Philly, did you have any idea there were PKs? Uh, not until they actually changed the graphic on the Jumbotron. <laughs> right. It, it was wasn't until Dave Joseph, who by the way, shout out to Dave Joseph, man. He was on ESPN 710 radio out here for a long time. It's really cool to hear him back doing some cool things for MLS. And Dave, we know you're a big fan of the pod, so thank you for listening. It wasn't until he announced the game going to PKs that I got to watch like 200 people in our section turn right back around. You heard the record skip. And then everybody came right back to their seats. And we got to watch a treat from Matt Turner. Oh, man. He deserved all the recognition today. And I was so excited because they were doing the PKs on our side of the field. Yeah, you guys were 10 feet away from Bird's all of this Bird's eye view. It was so darn cool. 
I um, mean, we'll go through all the different uh, the different PKs and what happened. But I got to tell you, the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing that ever occurred to me at Bank of California Stadium. Yeah. A guy who, you know, we've named episodes after. A guy who's been an LAFC killer. Yeah. I found myself cheering for Demir Crylock. For Crylocking <laughs> out for loud. Cry, thank you for Crylocking out loud. I can't believe I was cheering for him. And that was kind of, that's kind of the weird part about the All-Star Games is you do recognize talent. There is a fair amount of talent in in this league, I mean, Raul Ruiz Diaz is, is a gangster. Gustavo Bo, great players. Obviously, Walker Zimmerman, one of the best defenders in the game. But it's just so weird rooting for these adversaries. <laughs> I didn't root for Legit, by the way. But, I mean, it was so weird rooting for these adversaries that, you know, have been thorns and pains in our side. But... Lord knows, we could have used a guy like Demir Krylov. I was screaming my lungs out for Turner. I mean, what a set of PKs he had. I want to remind all of the listeners out there of a quote from an unnamed high-ranking source connected to Los Angeles Football Club, who said, and I quote, if LAFC had Matt Turner, we might never lose a game. Ah, uh, yes, well, yes. Look, I, I like this man. All I, all I or will woman. say, all I will it's say is that, all I will say is that Matt Turner did nothing to tarnish that quote today. Matt Turner is so much fun to watch. Philly, you and yeah, I man. were gushing his praises after the preseason oh, match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was saving ball after ball. Poor, I think poor Christian Torres still sees Matt Turner in his sleep at some <laughs> point. But Matt Turner in goal, really great job by Bob Bradley to take our best keeper in terms of PKs and get him out there. Matt Matt Turner has been the bane of the existence for L3, and now he's the bane of the existence of the Liga MX All-Stars, but didn't start out great for Matt Turner. First PK for Liga MX, Ruben Sambuesa converts the penalty, and we're down one nothing strictly because... We have yet to take a penalty shot, Philly. You're right, and I mentioned his name earlier. Demir Krylock stepping up 12 yards in front of the keeper, smashing one home. That was exciting, and again, it just it felt weird, eerie, and like I was cheating on my wife by rooting for Demir Krylock. And she was sitting right, or standing, excuse me, right next to you. Yeah, I don't know if she knew that it was, that it was Demir Krylock at the time, but yeah, he, he punches it and smashes it, and uh, yeah, we're off to the races on a very exciting set of PKs. Now, I would like to know from any of our Liga Emekis fans out there that, first of all, are still listening about an hour and eight minutes in to this podcast, why so many people in the stands were like vilely, viscerally upset and hating Rogelio Funes Mori because I will tell you, over on the field club side, there were a series of fans that when Funes Mori walked up to take the PK, oh no, what? Breaking news, Padres tied the bottom of the 15th Please inning. don't tell me Kenley Jansen was with in. a home run. Was it, was it off of Kenley? Can you look real I mean, quick? The 15th inning, I doubt it was off of Kenley. It was off of who? Knabel? Yeah. Uh, okay. 3-3, three, three. Three, bottom of the 15th. Tur- oh, my God. Turns out, by the way, Dodger fans, you're probably going to hate me saying this, but Fernando Tatis might be my favorite player to watch I right now I love watching that kid play. I like watching AJ Pollock rob his homers. Hey, there you go. I like it. I don't know what Rogelio Funes Mori did to make these fans so upset. And yet, I've never seen these fans... uh, These guys were so happy when... I mean, look, it was a great save by Matt Turner. It was really a bad PK by Funes Mori, but a great save by Matt Turner. And these fans erupted 
when Funes Mori got saved. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Maybe he wronged them personally at some point in life. But that brings up Daniel Shallowy, who, Philly, you have talked about almost every episode for the last few episodes when we talk about MVP candidates in MLS. That kid is a special talent, man. And he stepped up to the plates or the proverbial 12 yards and just smashed one, man. Just such poise, such beautiful confidence. Kick. It was such a beautiful kick. Yeah. And... I mean, the MLS All-Stars coming out there. Daniel Shallowy, a kid, again, making a case for MVP, sporting Kansas City. I mean, we said the praises and sung the praises of the Sounders, but we can't sleep on Peter Vermees and sporting Kansas City. And the reason why, Daniel Shallowy, the guy who converts the PK. If you are teaching young kids how to step up and take PKs, please take a look at that Daniel Shallowy PK. I mean, we all, when we were watching the highlights back again, just oof. That was beautiful. Just put his laces through it, top left, punch the polyurethane. Yeah. <laughs> Where have I heard that line I, before? I love the way I'm going to read you exactly how ESPN describes the next PK by Liga Emekis because I think they're being what I would call nice. Uh, penalty, okay. miss, penalty missed, exclamation point. Bad penalty by Eric Lira of the Liga Emekis All-Stars. Right-footed shot is just a bit too high is Ooh. what... The ESPN says here, but my favorite line, and I've never seen this before in my life, Eric Lira should be disappointed. That's what it says on ESPN's just script account of what goes on in the match. Should be disappointed. Dear God, I'm taking a screenshot of this and saving it forever. And just like that, We've got a chance to really pretty much salt the, the whole thing away. And who do we have, Philly? The hometown kid, number 20, Edward Atuesta, finally an all-star, assisted beautifully on the goal, and he steps up, Philly, and... Lays an egg. Yeah. A really nasty, stinky egg. He, his hesitation... Screwed all of that up. His kick completely telegraphed. Keeper didn't even budge. Terrible, terrible PK by Edward Atuesta. But that's fine. He did get the assist to Jesus David. I, I almost feel like if he'd have just backed up five yards, like he might have just like put it right in the corner and treated it like a free kick. Yeah. But from the spot, he just it, he, he looked hesitated. lost. It, it and it was just it was a bad effort. Look, it was a bad effort. It doesn't say, however, on ESPN that he should be disappointed. So I, I wanna... He's not the only player left, though, no, no, no. within well, our we crew. Got, we to got to make... talk about Salvador Reyes first. All right, all right. And then right. talking about Salvador Reyes means we're talking about Matt Turner again, and that dude is just bad. I love Matt Turner so much. Uh, a, a save, and this one was the best save of all. This yeah, was diving oh yeah. to his left, got his, his the, the very couple fingers of his left hand on it. What a beautiful save by Matt Turner. And honestly, you could tell he was, they, they talk about it all the time. Jordan will talk to you about it. Alan Iverson talks about it all the time. Sometimes you just get that in the zone feeling. And it was as if Matt Turner could see all the ones and zeros in green coming down from the matrix. And it was, it was no problem. It was such, maybe that's, maybe that's the nickname that I just gave Matt Turner, the matrix. I like Matt that. the Matrix Turner. I like that. It's All right. Neo. I'm, I'm, that's Neo, right? You know, I think the I really know, cool thing through. about this for me is so he's diving towards me. So with you know, whenever the keepers would come to step out of the box to allow the other keeper to yeah, step yeah, in, yeah, yeah, that's right. In they're front of walking you. five feet in front yeah. of me. So you know, after 
the save and then the miss, you know, we were we were screaming for Turner as he was coming over to the corner, which still feels weird. Right. But <laughs> right. Um, yep. right after he saved that and he looked up, he looked up and we had icon. We had a moment. It was like you guys had a moment like time just kind of froze and we stared oh, into each okay. other's eyes. I thought of something. Actually, you mentioned this earlier in the podcast. You mentioned your your adoration for Lindsay and her ability to get things to happen. Maybe we need to get Lindsay on the get Matt Turner to LAFC train. So, Lindsay Rojas, if you're listening. You're already bearing Thomas Romero. Uh, no, I'm just. But you want somebody better that's more of a veteran. Matt Turner is a G. Yeah, I yeah. want Matt Turner. No, he's not a G. I guess we don't use that term, no, right? No, we don't that's... call anyone a G on this podcast. No, Excuse I can't me. even listen to that song by, by Dre and Snoop anymore. Matt Turner is a baller. How's that? Matt Turner is a baller. You know who else is a baller? Nani is a baller. <laughs> Nani, who wins the crossbar challenge for the MLS All-Stars when they had it in Orlando. Nani, who is as bad to the bone as it gets, eliminated us from the COVID Cup. I mean, Nani, he's, I mean, I... He's I, Nani. He had the long walk, too. He wanted everybody on Liga MX to know it was Nani coming up to take the PK. Philly... List the teams that Nani used to play for, including that one that I know you support. I mean, obviously he he earned his bread and butter at Manchester United. He obviously played at Sporting in uh, in Portugal. The guy spent some time at Lazio, but I really think he missed Manchester scarf. You, you do because that's exactly where he launched his penalty <laughs> kick straight to Old Trafford. That ball went miles wide of the it's, freaking target. Honestly, to see Nani step up and miss so badly, Nani. Was probably I could not have picked a player that I would have wanted to see more going to the spot to put the match away to get uh, MLS the win in the All Star game. It wasn't even close. No, nah, you know the worst part about it is I didn't take much footage because I wanted to respect my positioning in the North End. But our buddy Austin said, "Ah, don't worry about it. Film away." I'm like, "Sweet, Nani's coming up." So I give the phone to Panda. So wait, it was the only one you filmed. Yeah. Hashtag blame Philly. Oh my at her, God. I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> oh my I'm looking God. Looking at it right here. Nani sets up. Back to Manchester. That ball goes. And and hashtag blame Philly. It was the only I, I really thought that ball had a chance of making it out to the concourse. <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, it would have to go past the concourse and, on route to Old Trafford. And for the record, ESPN does say Nani should be disappointed. So there you go. There's the effort. Uh, after that, by the way, we get Luis Romo converting the penalty, so putting the pressure. And you know, I gotta say, you guys, I I'll, I'll say this out loud because I was thinking it. I said Bob has really pushed all the right buttons in this game so far. He brought in the subs at the right time. We got the game back to one-one. Looks like we were playing pretty well towards the end. And all right, we got all these veterans setting up to take our first four PKs. And then the 18-year-old kid from FC Dallas. What nice water in his face. The one who's still left, right? Like Paxton Palmacall is supposed to be going somewhere. And Tanner Tessman's already gone somewhere. Brian Reynolds is over at Juve. You got all the, or maybe it's Roma. I don't, I don't remember where Brian Reynolds is right now. But you got all these, these highly touted Dallas Academy players and it's Ricardo Pepe, who, by the way, is the youngest player ever in MLS history to score a hat trick. So good on him. Yeah. But that being said, when I saw the 18-year-old kid walk up to take that PK, a little bit, a little bit of me went, 
Maybe maybe we should just have Matt Turner take it. Maybe we should have I don't know. Some is there anybody anybody else? No. All right, Ricardo Pepe it is, and Ricardo Pepe it was. I mean, eighteen year old kid. First of all, four inches higher, and that ball is pinging off the crossbar and away. But an absolutely, I, I mean, one inch higher. I don't think it goes in. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, a game of inches it's, truly came into play. And and that being said. Talk about where keeper guessed right. Keeper guessed perfectly on the on the shot, and it didn't matter. It was such a perfect shot by Ricardo Pepe, tucked underneath the crossbar. And you know who the most excited person was, by the way, down there? There were two. There was Walker Zimmerman, who freaked out, and it was Jesus Murillo, who was leading the cheers, leading the chants down there. And it was Ricardo Pepe for the win. For the MLS All-Stars. How 18? Jonathan, what were you doing at 18 years old? Uh, well, not making smart choices uh, <laughs> like uh, going for that uh, top corner on a PK. Oh, my God. I, you know, from my perspective, when I saw it hit the post, it was hard to see what happened because I, I kind of lost sight of it as it goes right, right, down. Right. And then the ball bounces back up and just lifts the net and all of us with it. Oh. And the elation and excitement, everyone went nuts. I mean, even a bunch of people in Liga Amaki's jerseys around us were still cheering. It was high fives from everybody, super positive vibe at that point in the North End. And I mean, I just, I have to, you know, I got to tip my cat to tip my hat to Bob and say that, you know, look, he picked the kid to yep. anchor the squad. Yep. That's a hell of a choice, and it paid off. Oh, especially, I mean, he didn't do that great at skee-ball. So I thought, well, how's he going to do it at PKs? I was worried about skee-ball because that's my my soccer nuance that I bring oh, to the Speaking table. of A.J. Pollock, home yeah. run, 5-3. Yeah, yeah, breaking. Wow. Well, we, <laughs> at 12.39 a.m. We're in the top of the 16th inning here. This is Don't hold your breath. We might oh, be going more. Oh, my goodness. You guys, look, speaking. It's just A.J. Pollock's series to one-up to it, it really is. You know? Speaking of breathtaking things, let's talk about one last thing before we wrap up talking about this game. I know he said MLS. Oh. I know he didn't say LAS. No, he didn't. He was not going to get in trouble with Absolute, his new teammates. Absolutely. But for those that stuck around in the North End. Oh, man, this was my favorite part I'm of the day. watching it over on the side, and I will, I will gladly admit to the millions. And millions. There was a tear in my eye when I saw Rich Orozco and Walker Zimmerman, and you knew exactly. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. So Uncle Rich starts escorting a player over to the sidelines. To come over to the North End to get a proper North End treatment. Yes. I'm expecting Mario. I'm expecting Atuesta. Right. Maybe Vela. Right. I think it was my wait. What? what? Oh, I like what you did I there. I like it. When it's Zimmerman that comes over. And Walker walked the whole line. Right. You know, he looked at all the regulars, you know, clapped and yep. pointed at, at all of us who've been there for all these years, supporting him. With a big smile yeah. on his face, it was very I heard endearing. nothing yeah. but love from the stands. I did not Absolutely. hear one person say Absolutely. a mean thing no. to him or his mother. Uh, he Unfortunately, Tyler well. Miller can't say the well, same. His name isn't legit. <laughs> and then, of course, he does the fist bump. I mean, now I think Pat might have had something to do with this as well, Pat Avilas. But I, I just want to say. What a classy dude. It, it reminded me of, but was a much better version of Christian Ramirez coming out after we had won Supporter Shield against Houston. He came out to celebrate with everybody. But I will say, 
Walker, there we saw a little bit of longing in those eyes there. If you want to come back, man, oh man, we would love to have you. But I know, first of all, congrats on, on the little one and yep. on everything that. I mean, Walker Zimmerman is just living a charmed life, man. The dude is as great of a human being as there is. He does so much philanthropic work, charity work. I mean, he's, he's Nashville's Diego Rossi. He is absolutely yes, he the is. man who scored the first goal in Nashville's history. And not only that, but he's taken the reins of being the leader of that new club and really being the face of what they do there. There are so many other great players on that team, but they are built from their back line out, as I think LAFC should have been in, in a lot of respects. But it's it's so incredible to see all the great things happening for Walker Zimmerman. But he did, I want to say, four fist pumps for just three letters in MLS that he said. So I see what you did there, Walker. Look, Walker wasn't going to go out there and say LAFC, right? He couldn't do that. His teammates would never let him live it down. I even think that LAFC might get fined or something like that for letting him do something like that. But so he, he did. He said MLS with four fist bumps. But I'll, I'll say it. I miss Walker Zimmerman. Yeah, no question about it. Actually, the very first LAFC jersey I ever bought, Walker Zimmerman. So I, I do miss Walker. The I mean, reason I know who you are the first time that we met and I knew who you were is because your wife was wearing a Walker Zimmerman jersey to the Walker Zimmerman event back in the geez. day underneath the freeway at the old Experience Center. You God, took the words was... right out of my mouth, Scarf. I was about to say there wouldn't be this pod right? were it not for Panda and a Walker Zimmerman kit. Right? I mean, it was just one of those things where uh, just... Walker Zimmerman should still be in black and gold, but whatever. I gotta say, I'm loving the long hair. Oh yeah, Walker oh, dude, he has let it all go, and it looks great. Philly is just jealous because Panda does not like it when Philly goes all man bun on. It's ironically there. kind of the same cut as Nani, just right? like ten times as long. Right, right, right. No, look, it was such a fun All Star oh, game. Oh my god, it's, yeah, last three days. Those were just those little awesome. moments too, right after and. And by the way, shout out to, to Jaime Camille. I know you're, you're a big fan of the podcast. You listen to us all the time. Thank you so much. Uh, in the first half, you guys might not know this. In the first half, Jaime Camille wearing the Liga Emeki All-Star jersey. He goes in the back, comes out in the second half. He's wearing the black Target MLS All-Star jersey. Because okay, I, I okay. asked him about it. I said, Jaime, et tu brute, what's happening here? Why are you wearing the Liga Emeki jersey? He goes, I don't know. First half, and then he pulls out the jersey with his name on the back for the second half. I respect and appreciate uh, that. Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, he schmigged done himself a wardrobe change there. <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. So, There's uh, some other words for your defendo. <laughs> defendos. <laughs> I, did it. I did it too. What the hell? If you I can't had schmigadoon on your bingo card. You had schmigadoon uh, to go with Harbinger uh, 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 on, on your defendos bingo card. Hey, uh, Shouts to the homie Jaime. Fun fact. Uh, he calls me Gregorio. Gregorio. Because if you have ever seen the beer commercials... For Victoria with the one white guy who hangs Love out Victoria. with all the Mexicans whose name is Gregorio. That is where I earned <laughs> my nickname for my make a meal. Damn, that's hilarious. That's great. And by the way, I love Victoria too. So if, if Victoria wants to give us Sponsor the pod. some of their beer. Yeah. Um, but no, that being said, what a, what a great yeah. what a great week. It, so happy we shelled it, out the dough to do this. It is Wednesday, and it, what, what's actually is it? it's Thursday. Oh god, it's, it's quarter to one. It's Thursday, 12, and the Dodger game I think is still going 12 on. Twelve forty. So, so my one grievance. Can we just? I just want to get something off my chest please, here real quick. Please. Why is the All Star midweek? Why can't we have an All Star weekend? 
Is there any good reason why we couldn't have had this on a weekend? Maybe they follow the same uh, formula as baseball, perhaps, doing something midweek? Uh, no, I, I don't know. That was a that was a reach. I I have the same gripe. Uh, I'll tell you, it's it's frustrating because this particular podcaster who's speaking right now, hi scarf. Uh, it is twelve forty five on Thursday, August twenty sixth. Good morning to all of you listeners that listen to this early in the morning, <sighs> like we record this. I have to be at work in seven hours. I am going to get home from beautiful. Wait, when school start? I have meetings and professional development and all kinds of stuff this oh, week gross. to get ready for the children's that are coming soon but i'm gonna get home i'm actually gonna, i'm gonna stay here and hang out with you and jonathan for a little while i'm gonna get home at three adjacent most likely because of you two hooligans so i'm gonna be at work four hours four and a half hours after i get home I don't know why I'm complaining. I had such a good last couple of days. I think the best part about that moment is when you called us both hooligans and Philly and I both uh, shared a look there of like, (laughs) yeah, that's (laughs) guilty. There might have been some knuckle crack in there too. (laughs) (laughs) So look, we have had an incredible time here. Episode 163, the the all-star tradition with our good buddy, Jonathan Reimer of Shoulder to Shoulder, the D9U gringo himself. Uh, it's look, let's, let's just say, let's mark our calendars for about a year from now, do this all over again. It'll probably be like episode like 225 or something ridiculous like that. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, Jonathan, first of all, man, thank you so much for for coming on, buddy. It is an an absolute pleasure to come here anytime. What, like your third, fourth time on the show? I think this is actually only my second Defenders appearance, unless you count the, wait, what, that I did that one time (laughs) when we were recording uh, at Casa de Scarf. That's right. uh, In which I was just a a bystander. uh, But I had to, you know, look, you can't take the North End out of me. I I had to join in a little singing at one point. But I think uh, All-Star... 2019 and this one are my only official defenders. Now, of course, y'all have made an appearance on we Shoulder have. to Shoulder, and we I have. would be remiss if I let this episode go without giving shouts to Chris, Christian, Wilton, my boys over at Shoulder to Shoulder. Love you guys. And for any of you who want to check out our show and yep. may not be familiar with it, uh, we do an interview-style show. So uh, after covering some news and notes around the LAFC world, uh, we pop into interviews where we bring in players. We bring in people from the coaching staff. We bring in people from media around the greater soccer world. And then, of course, our most favorite guests, fans from within the LAFC community. And if you wish to cut your teeth at podcasting and want to come on, join us for an episode, please. Please reach out at LAFCS2S on all your social media platforms. I will quit self-aggrandizing at this point and switch back to <laughs> generously thanking the two of you for allowing me to join in your reindeer games once again. Absolutely. It is so much fun to come here and drink. I mean, podcast with you guys. <laughs> uh, I have an absolute no, blast do doing it. Yeah, instead of blitzing, I got blitzed over here to the left of me every single podcast. So That's totally we, my reindeer name. <laughs> no, look, we have a great time. Philly, we're we're three all-star games into the LAFC career here for these guys. Uh, yeah. uh, where Anybody have any idea where the 2022 all-star game is? I don't I, know, but I want to say I really hope they keep it at this format because if they want to help expand the partnership between MLS and League I Mekis, I like this. This was a competitive atmosphere. It was a really good game. I... It was cool getting to see MLS All-Stars play against like Atletico Madrid and, and Juve and, and Roma and Arsenal, but I truly do believe that they need to keep it. MLS All-Stars, Liga Amekis All-Stars, because, man, this game was just 
fun. Wait, it was. It, is it really true? I'm looking. I typed in 2022 MLS All-Star Game, and literally nothing came up at all. And it said Allianz Field still in contention to host it. Have they really? I mean, I'll be down to go to Minnesota. Absolutely. Yeah. That's supposed to be a beautiful stadium. Real quick, before we end our episode, can we get an update? What inning? What's the score? What's happening? Yeah, it would only it's, be fair. We've been talking about. I, the whole I know we're not a Dodgers game. pod, but the uh, game... we are still in the top of the sixteenth. Top Runners of the 16th. On first and second, we got a full count. Gavin Lux pinch hitting at the plate. Oh, I right. Mean, we, I'm not gonna stay talking on this mic wherever the rest of this game goes. No, 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 no. I we're. I mean, we're gonna wrap it up right now. But we just wanted to leave everybody in case you're following the cliffhanger along with us. Uh, it is five three. Top of the sixteenth. Two outs. Runners on first and second. And, you know, with that, you guys know how we like to end all of our episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 163, the very special All-Star Game episode with Jonathan Reimer. Bye-bye.